Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness. My name's Michaela. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness. My name is Michaela. I'm so glad that you're here. This week, we have Ali Kamis. Allie is a certified yoga therapist. She teaches for MVP. She is Anna Pilar Cruz, the yoga therapy director, her assistant, and she does things like workshops around the studio. She lectures for us on certain topics. Um, so we're so, so excited to have Allie here today. Allie, how are you today? I'm doing well, Michaela. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited that you're here and I'm so excited to talk about yoga therapy. I think the listeners are going to love it. Um, so let's start with a little intro. Tell us a bit about you, how you came to yoga, how you came to yoga therapy and anything you want to share. Well, I, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a mom and I've been married for almost 20 years. So I'm a mom of a teenage son um, that's learning to drive. So if some people out there can relate, I have two dogs that keep me very busy as well. Um, besides yoga, which obviously I am, enjoy, I love animals. I love connecting with nature. Um, just being outside in the mornings really refuels me for the day or fuels me for the day. Um, and like you said, I'm a yoga therapist and also a certified Ayurvedic nutritionist. <laughs> and so how I came to yoga, it's, well, I came to yoga I started doing yoga classes probably 20 years ago, um, and I just felt better. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia before fibromyalgia was even a thing. So my doctor, he diagnosed me and said, yeah, I think this is what it is, a rheumatologist, but I don't treat this and I'm not going to treat you. So here are three medications you can take. And basically he, it made me comatose. So I decided I'm going to look for an alternative way to heal myself instead of being on prescriptions. So I started um, going to yoga classes and noticed that I was feeling better. I didn't have the aches and pains. I mean, I still was suffering from this new diagnosis, but I felt better. And then as I got into yoga, I decided if you, this can help me, maybe I can help other people. And I got my 200 hours in um, foundations of yoga therapy. It was a Hatha-based training, and it really opened my eyes that there are other things than just asana or postures, that there's meditation, there's pranayama, how we think, what we think we become, and it definitely opened my eyes to a different healing modality, and I was hooked, and I knew that I wanted to be a yoga therapist, go into yoga therapy training, and become a therapist. So once I um, decided to um, become, to explore the yoga therapy, because that had helped me. And what's something that is just, I mean, it still blows my mind to this day, even though I'm a yoga therapist, is this diagnosis that I had, it did cause me a lot of pain. I did find relief in doing asana. But once I changed my mindset and started applying the tools of yoga therapy, my pain almost completely went away. It just, it, I mean, it's, like I said, it still is very empowering and blows my mind. 
and how I got interested in yoga therapy. I started doing yoga classes about 20 years ago and 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia before fibromyalgia was even a thing. So it probably actually is probably 21 years ago. I went to a rheumatologist and he said, yep, I think that's what this is. Um, but I don't treat this. I'll diagnose you, but I don't treat this. And here's three prescriptions. Take these. Okay. I didn't know any better. So I took the three prescriptions and basically was comatose. And I decided I can't do this. I'm not going to live in this reality. So I was looking for alternative modalities of healing. And I came across yoga. So yoga is an asana practice, a yoga class. And I started feeling a little better. Still had the symptoms, but I noticed my shoulders weren't as tight. My low back wasn't... Um, screaming all the time. And so it really got me interested in pursuing yoga to help other people. So I looked into yoga um, teacher trainings, and I found a teacher training that was foundations in yoga therapy. So I decided, well, I will give that a try. Well, at this time, I had another health crisis. I had mold toxicity, which is CIRS. It is chronic inflammatory response syndrome. And it basically was debilitating to me. So at this point, I have this fibromyalgia that's getting a little better. And then I have this other health crisis. And I knew I had to do something about this. So once I got into my 200 hours, I found out that yoga therapy is more than just asana. Yoga therapy is the tools of yoga therapy. We use the breath, meditation, journaling. Um, so once I um, got into the yoga therapy program and started implementing the tools of yoga therapy, I noticed that my mind was clearer. I didn't have as many aches and pains. I um, had a more positive outlook on life. And these were just small little changes that I was doing. And so as much as I knew I wanted to help people and, and go through the process of becoming a yoga therapist, it truly has helped me be a healthier person. And also it gives me a place to understand other people and what they are going through since I've gone through this myself. I love that. That's beautiful. I feel like as yoga teachers, that's a, we have a very similar like backbone of our story. We found a practice that helped us and we realized that it's something that we could share with other people so that they could help themselves. Also, I'm very intrigued by this 200 hour that was Hatha based, but was it a yoga, ther yoga therapy? Tell me about this. It was um, foundations of yoga therapy and it was led by we had five different instructors and they were all from the Vinny Yoga and um, Gary Krasaw, Deskakachar, Krishnamacharya uh, lineage. And so they brought their teachings. They had all studied with Gary Krasaw and they brought their teachings um, to our class. That is really cool. I didn't know that that existed. My little world was like 200 hour Hatha, 200 hour Vinyasa, 200 hour Tantra, you know. That's really cool. Yeah, it was very interesting. So we got those traditional teachings, um, but then we got 
what our postures would look like maybe wouldn't look like the same in a diff, in another yoga training. Uh, our triangle may look different than someone that has that's in a more traditional training. Allie, that is so awesome. I'm so intrigued. We'll have to talk more about that. So when did you, I know you recently became officially certified. Yes. Yes. In Oct October, 2021. Congratulations. Thank you. How do you feel? I feel great. I feel great. It is, it, it was a long journey, but well worth it. it it's, so I'm very happy to be certified. That's, I'm, I'm so excited for you. So tell me, what is yoga therapy? Well, yoga therapy can be a little challenging to define. Okay, so due to the depths of tradition, and there's so many different approaches. Like I said, with our 200 hours, what 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 may help a posture that may help someone may not help someone else, and it may look different. So we'll maybe use modification, props, adaptations. Um, so to define it, I'm going to use I A Y T. Uh, International Association of Yoga Therapists, their definition first, and then I'll go into it. So yoga, so they state yoga therapy is the process of empowering individuals to progress towards improved health and well-being through the application of teaching and practice of yoga. So yoga therapy addresses the body's needs, their life, their energy, emotions, thought, and spirit or higher self. And so in the sense of the higher self, we already possess everything that we need on a spiritual level. So what a yoga therapist can do is help you empower and to find that source. So yoga therapy holistic, holistically seeks to move you towards balance. And in yoga therapy, we use a um, few different methods like the kosha bodies which is the five layers of the body. And so you can visualize these kosha layers um, like an onion. So these are these layers that are surrounding the soul, like an onion or those wooden Russian dolls that are nesting on top of each other or a collapsed telescope. And so our first layer is the body. So this is the food body. And then our second layer, and it's the body is the most outer, the obviously that what you see, you physically see. And then as we go in, we go into the breath body or the life energy body. And as we go inward, we come into the mind body where emotions, this inner world, mental activity, awareness, and thoughts. And then we go in just a little deeper and we're at the intellect. So wisdom, discernment, also known as awareness. And then we come into the center, which is our higher self, or it's called the bliss body. So, so much can be done. So many people even say you can't use words to describe this. It just has to be practice. It has to be a felt experience. I love the Panchamayakosha system. It's such a beautiful way to see the human experience. And I love that yoga therapy kind of util utilizes that to 
ease the process of going inward. Yes, yes. And we also use the gunas. So we help empower the client to be aware of the fluctuation in the gunas. The gunas, we also use um, the gunas, which are qualities or energetic forces that weave together to form the universe and everything in it. So there are three gunas, satya, rajas, and tamas. So think about these three as well. Let me tell you what they are. So Thomas is a state of darkness, inertia, inactivity. Um, and Rajas is the state of energy, action, motion, change, where Sattva is a state of harmony, balanced. So think about the seesaws are, are um, teetering from one side to another. So if the... Here we're, at, we're in balance. So if you have balance on either side, we're, we would say we're at sattva here. So if, the, if we're teetering one way, we'll say that this is our rajas, a state of energy, action, emotion. And then this may be Thomas, is a state of darkness, inertia, inactivity, which we need both. So at sometimes we may be more in a tamasic state or our rajas could be a little higher in some some parts of the day. Also think about it as in sunset and sunrise. So sunrise, you're seeing Thomas, which is darkness, night, and day activity is rajas. So at sunrise, you're at a sattva state because the two are meeting. So when you go through your day, rajas, activity, then you come to sunset, your at that sattvic state, and then you're going into Thomas. So we need Thomas and Rajas. Some people think Thomas is negative, not at all. We need Thomas. We don't wanna be logistic all the time. This is awesome. So I'm hearing you say you've utilized the systems of the Panchamaya Kosha system and the gunas. So can you give me a little bit of an example of when we might need these more kind of extremes the Rajas and the Tamas. Thank you, Michaela. Yes. Um, think about, I, I can use myself in, as an example. Um, if I hate, have a state of heightened anxiety um, and I'm just really, I would say kind of floating in the air, I can't, I'm not grounded. I need to bring Thomas into my life. Thomas being more grounding postures, um, really connecting to the earth. So, and then when I want to go to sleep, sometimes people with heightened anxiety, it's hard for them to sleep. That's when we need to bring these um, practices of Thomas into, definitely into our daily schedule. Um, another thing is depression. If having depression, um, I know like trying to get out of bed, it could be hard. And so bringing in Rajas, an energetic state to, um, bring in that life energy. That's awesome. I think that that's a beautiful example. And I, I really like how you kind of mirrored it to the day, how there are different times of the day when we're utilizing those different kind of, I don't want to say extremes, but like the different ends of the spectrum, I guess. Um, I wonder if that's why we love sunrise and sunset so much, aside from the fact that they're beautiful. 
because yeah. it's a time that feels like balanced and heart and like, like harmony. I think that's a beautiful way to put it. Right. And we're always in flux. So we're trying to find that balance, but we're always, always in flux. So that we try to help our clients empower themselves to see these flux, fluctuations in their days um, and how, what they can bring into their day to, to be more balanced. Awesome. So it sounds like yoga therapy is basically just taking the tools, the backbone of what yoga is as a practice and really utilizing them in a therapeutic way to empower. I love how you framed that, by the way, empower the client to use what they already have within them because you're not necessarily giving them anything. You're just holding space for them to find that within themselves. Yes, absolutely. That's gorgeous. I love this. Okay. What does a yoga therapy session look like? I know it's going to depend on what the person is coming to you with. Um, so maybe if you could give us an example, like if someone came to you with a physical ailment, what would a, what would a session look like? So the first step would be the client would fill out an intake form. Um, the intake form is usually given to the client a couple of days prior to their appointment. So they'll fill that out and then send it back to the yoga therapist. So as the first step is the intake form and assessment. So the appointment can either be in person or via Zoom, whatever it, it can be, whatever the client would like. Um, so it would start off with an informal interview of the challenges that the client has experienced and what they want to get out of the session. So our assessment is very critical component to yoga therapy session. It's the process of inquiry, both from the yoga therapist and the client to detect any underlying issues that they're dealing with and how yoga therapy can serve them. Just understanding their needs and goals. So once the client comes in and we go over the intake form, we'll do a check-in. So if it's, if it's their first time in, we'll check in to see how they're doing because things could change. One day when they're filling out the intake form, they could be having a lot of physical pain. And then when they come in, they're feeling better or vice versa. Um, and then if we've seen a client, if this is a second or third visit from a client, we can check in to see how they're doing from our last visit or how the practice is serving them from their last visit. Also, there'll be some breathing and movement guidelines. So you'll be guided through some simple movement and breathing practices. And we do that just to access your strengths, flexibility, balance, and just habits that you're holding in the body and the mind. Once we've seen that and we can see um, where the challenges may lie, we will, the yoga therapist will develop a personal practice. A personal practice is created to, the tailored approach created to best manage and improve your state of being. Um, we want to have the client on board. So one of the questions I ask is, how many days a week are you committed to this practice? And with our busy schedules, it could be, I have five minutes a day. Well, five minutes a day, you can do, if you can do that every day, that's so much more beneficial to the client than if I had an hour one day a week. So we're finding that time and seeing what is appropriate. Because if I gave someone that's a, let's say a busy mom, has a full-time job, 
volunteers, whatever. I mean, anybody, everyone's over overtaxed right now. So I gave her an hour practice. It probably wouldn't be happening. So we want to have little things and it might not even be an asana practice. It could be mindful meditation. Um, so just focusing on what, what we can, the approach can change from session to session, of course. Um, and we can focus on anything from balance to breathing practices to restorative poses. So after that, we go through the practices. If there is asana involved or if there's any questions, uh, we would go through that practice with the client. That's awesome. So I'm assuming this is something that you might set up like a long-term relationship with someone and see them frequently, like once a week. You could, um, definitely could, but we really try to empower the client not to be dependent on us. So we're giving you these little tools so you can do this on your own. Because one of these days we will let you loose and you're on your own. I really like that. The kind of like, it's not about me. Right. It's about you and the tools you use. Yes. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. I feel like I have a lot of questions that I could ask now. We might have to have you back to talk more about hypnotherapy. Um, okay. What is, do you feel, your favorite tool, whether it's a breath tool, a baby journaling technique, or something that is your go-to I mean, there, it just depends on the client. It's different from each person. And there are people that come to see us that are yogis and they have a personal practice. They have breath awareness, but the majority of the people that are coming in to see a yoga therapist maybe have no awareness of the body. My first, my go-to when someone is new to yoga therapy is awareness of the breath. Awareness that you can send the breath in different directions, that your breath can change your state of being. So that is my number one, a simple little nugget is let's bring awareness to the breath. Even if it's three breaths, it's awareness. That was so beautiful, Allie. <laughs> I got chills. <laughs> Yes, you're so right, though, because the breath is one of the only things we can use other than medical intervention to control our autonomic nervous system, right? Yeah. That's all we can use to, to change the, the heart rate, the blood pressure, and our sense of fight or flight, you know, anxiety. Awareness of the breath. Because I feel like that's hard. Before I came to yoga, I don't think I even like knew I could pay attention to my breath or that it, I could control it. I just thought it did its own thing. Right. And that's the majority, I think the majority of our population. Do you feel that that's really like groundbreaking for a lot of people? I do. I, I feel like having those, those moments and it, it can be, like I said, very simple, three breaths, five breaths, but having those moments where you can really focus before eating, 
I had a client that had such stomach distress and she was number one, eating when she was upset, number two, eating and doing other things. So she was ingesting not only the food, but ingesting other, being on the phone, being on the computer. So we had a plan for her that you're going to sit down, enjoy your meal, and you're going to take three deep breaths to relax the nervous system prior to eating. It was groundbreaking. This and, and chew, chew, chew. But the stomach was so happy. The, the uh, GI tract was so happy from just relaxing before eating and not doing anything else. You just changed my world because <laughs> I'm the queen of multitasking while eating. Because I, you know, I I feel like it's our culture partially here in America. The food is not necessarily seen as the sacred prana that it is. And wow, what a tool to yeah. sit down and eat. Well, yes. And you think about it in what you ingest, you have to digest. And we talk about this in yoga therapy for stress relief. What am I watching? And things that you may not even be conscious of. Am I what, am I overhearing gossip? I may not be involved in it, but if I'm overhearing an uncomfortable conversation, what am I, what am I watching on TV? What is in the background? Do I have some news, a news channel on in the background? And it's, you know, very, just some unfortunate things that are happening, happening. And so that's now, and I'm ingesting that. What am I reading that I'm ingesting? Um, well, I did something, an example here of you, what you ingest, you digest. I was eating in front of the TV, watching Ozark. And it, I had, did not sleep that night. And you know, if anyone's not familiar with Ozark, it's very dark and the it can be gruesome. So I didn't sleep that night and I had the worst indigestion. And it wasn't like I watched it and went right to bed. I did other things, but as I was watching multitasking, and watching that and eating, I was ingesting all that and then digesting. So how much of my food, even it could have been the most nutrient rich dinner. And how much of that did I really absorb, digest, assimilate because of what I was watching? Because I was ingesting Ozarks as well. That's a great point and not something that I ever thought of because I enjoy to watch things that are not necessarily always happy. And I also suffer from really bad sleep deprivation because of my anxiety. Well, so, and we're not saying don't do that as we're just that, that awareness, maybe watching Ozark on a Sunday afternoon. Exactly. Not before you go to bed. And giving watch. yourself time to process it before you go to bed. Yes. Or a little pranayama before, after you're watching it to release that. Awesome. I love this because I feel like with yoga, my favorite thing about it is where it's not here to change us. It's here to make us better at living our life. And so I really appreciate that you said that we're not saying not to do it. We're saying to just change how you do it, make it a little more conscious. Right. There's no good or bad, as Michelle says. 
You know, we may swing from one side to the other. We're just trying to come back into balance. And balance for me would be maybe different from balance for you. So everyone's different. Wonderful. Allie, are you taking clients right now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, I am. Okay, love. <laughs> this is awesome. I this is okay. So that's it. How do you let me let me pause for a second so I can gather this question in my head and say it the most articulated way. Okay. So if someone were interested in booking a yoga therapy session, how, where would you suggest they start? Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I don't like that. Because they could start with MVP and I yes. would know. Yes. And we'll, we'll, we'll save that for the end. So I can also tag the app in there. Could you say, why would someone choose yoga therapy? Thank you. Yes, okay. absolutely. Thank you. Okay, let me write this down. Wonderful. Okay, Allie. So we've talked a little bit about the tools, how they could be valuable, and how one might find a little bit of healing. Why would someone choose yoga therapy? Well, it could be, well, there are a few reasons that someone could choose um, or why they would choose it. <laughs> Scratch that, please. So a reason that someone may choose uh, yoga therapy as a healing modality, the time, let's say the time that we spend with a client, the relationship that we build, the holistic view and education um, from the yoga therapist, and then the empowerment that we give to the client. So each person is unique, of course, and so each session will be unique. But let's start off with time. So most yoga therapy sessions can be 45 minutes all the way to an hour and a half, just depending on if this is your first time to see a yoga therapist or if it's a follow-up appointment. So you're spending quality time with a yoga therapist. Um, you're building that relationship. So as we, as I understand as a yoga therapist, that relationships are a huge part of the healing process. So it's not only that relationship between client and yoga therapist, but it's that relationship between the client and themselves. So client with self. Um, yoga therapy is a more holistic view, as we talked about earlier using the Panchamaya Kosha system. So as a yoga therapist, we are trained to look at the entire body and not just the physical body. So when we talked about those layers, we look at the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual body. So as yoga addresses the um, body's needs holistically, we move towards balance and health, and we don't even need a diagnosis, unless it's a physical ailment. We, I mean, it is nice to have a diagnosis from a doctor. And we work with other health modalities. So it's not as if you, wouldn't, you couldn't see a yoga therapist and a physical therapist me, or a, your doctor. So we work with all different modalities. Um, education and empowerment of the client. So our goal, uh, goal as a yoga therapist is to educate our clients to self-empowerment. And so as we talked about earlier, we already have everything that we need. We possess everything that we need. 
So yoga therapy can make a significant impact by guiding people through simple, powerful shifts in daily routine. So making these small little shifts in your daily routine, uh, your approach to life can be changed. It's something just as simple or coming up with a routine, a set routine every morning. And it could be, like I said, five or 10 minutes. And also what I like to do with, to help my clients is bringing more joy into their life. Because usually when someone's coming to a health professional, it's usually like, my life is wonderful. It's great. I'm just, I have some extra time. I want to see a yoga therapist. I've never had that yet, but maybe. <laughs> um, but bringing more joy into the client's life. What brings you joy? I had a client that said, I never have time to have coffee, but I just love getting up in the mornings and having my coffee, but I don't, I'm not able to have it because I'm driving carpool. I'm you know, taking kids to school and then I'm off to work. So what we did is, can you wake up 10 minutes earlier? Yes. She woke up 10 minutes earlier so she could have her coffee. That was a huge shift in her day and her attitude, but it could be connecting with nature. I'm going to spend 10 minutes outside, just enjoying using my, a five sense meditation. What do I see? What am I hearing? Um, nature is very powerful to bring joy into people's life. I love this. It's the, and our daily routine is so important. Yes. I love this. Okay. You're giving me ideas. I said I was joking about asking if you're taking clients, but you might get an email from me later. We'll see. I this, would love to see you. <laughs> this has been so informative and so enjoyable, Allie. I really appreciate you. Is there any final thoughts, feelings, comments that you want to share with the listeners today? Oh gosh, Michaela, I don't, I just thank you for having me. I mean, I would love to talk about other topics with yoga therapy. I'm doing a, a training right now, yoga therapy for stress relief. Also in the works is yoga therapy for sleep, yoga therapy for digestion. It's just amazing. Like I say, these small shifts in your day, in your routine can make a huge difference in your quality of life. And just finding, I guess my last thought would be find joy, find something today that makes you happy. Um, it could be, like I said, going, you're stopping by and getting a cup of coffee. You're spending 10 minutes on the phone with your best friend. It's you're taking time out of your day to read something inspirational, just finding something that makes you happy. Because if you find these moments of joy over time, these small shifts, over time, you're going to be bringing more joy and more joy and more happiness into your life. That's a beautiful nugget to end on. Thank you so much. Yes, if you're interested in learning more about yoga therapy, please check out our courses on MVP, the author courses. You will see some from Allie. She's going to be releasing some more soon, so keep your eye out. And if you are interested in booking a yoga therapy appointment, MVP offers donation-based yoga therapy and free yoga therapy if you are looking to see someone for free. So please don't hesitate to reach out. I will share a link to the MVP app in the description of this episode. Allie, thank you again. It's been so fun to chat with you. Thank you listeners for being here. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day.